Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is Hi, and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Thursday, February the 11th, 2016, and our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. You know, we just finished up our intensive and it was awesome. We've got uh, Gail and Ari are the only two that are extended beyond 10 days of the intensive. And so we did some work yesterday. We breathed and and then Ann left and uh, we got some shopping and different things done yesterday afternoon and are just kind of taking a chill time today. We cleaned up the facilities getting it ready for the next group to come in next week and so this coming week we're going to be doing some more personal one-on-one work with Ari and Gail and doing uh, some energy field work uh, refinements and and things like that and so we're excited about all that and Michael is looking to uh, find a song that he's wanting to play and I think he's ready so welcome Michael I am. I just have to hit my mute button. Hey, welcome, everybody. We're delighted that you're here. We're honored having this awesomely beautiful, sunny, totally blue sky day here in Orlando, Florida. wish everybody that's up there in the cold and frozen north uh, were here with us. I just talked to somebody in Cincinnati who flew in there yesterday and was with us for the intensive, and they were sharing that they flew back to 10 degrees in snow. And it's like, it it really reminds me why about, oh, I don't know, 35, 38 years ago and I went to Florida and, you know, being from Canada, experiencing a place where on Christmas Eve you get on a bicycle and you ride down and go for a swim in the pool is quite a unique thing. And I said to myself, I like this. And I moved south. That was a no-brainer for me. But anyway, we hold warmth for everybody that's up there in the frozen north. And uh, it looks like we're actually at the point where, I'm not sure, we've got a couple of conversations, but it looks like we've got one space left in Laws of Living that will start next Thursday, the 18th. And it's kind of cool, this particular intensive. I've actually, we've never had this happen in all the years I've been doing intensives, but 
everybody in the intensive um, has already been doing the work, and so we've we've just gotten the personal code evaluations of everyone so far that's involved, and there's nobody with a score below 66. And usually there are people who've got some crisis going. People are new to the work, have never done intensive before. And so it's going to be a really uh, unique and uh, and I think a sweet energy, which should go to some pretty high places with the fact that everybody's going to be processing on a, on a different level. And uh, we had talked yesterday about this song by Alanis Morissette. And the song is called Madness. And we repeated a few of the lyrics and just decided to start the show out with it today. And it's it's like she was at the intensive last week and wrote a song based on it, much like uh, our uh, our opening music, a young lady who came to uh, actually three workshops uh, when we were out in California a couple of years ago. And uh, she came to us on the third day and she said, I want to play a song for you. And that's our opening theme music on the radio show. And uh, Alanis Morissette, you know, the the whole game of, you know, of course, you're the problem in my life. And the only reason I've got this picture in my mind that causes me all this pain is because of you. Uh, and we are working to get people to see that the only reason I've got this picture of pain in my mind is because I have pain somewhere in my body that I haven't resolved, haven't dealt with. And she just puts this in such a cool way. I just had to play this piece of music. So we're going to start off with listening to Alanis Morissette singing Madness. It's an inside job, 
and that, in fact, the person who shows us our rage, our fear, our guilt, our sadness, our pain, our drama, our trauma is actually a gift, and I need to be saying thank you. Although it's kind of interesting in the song, she says, I should thank you. It doesn't say I do thank you. <laughs> so she's maybe not quite that far along with it, but uh, just just so powerful. Look up look up the song Madness by Alanis Morissette. You know, there are free videos of it on YouTube and such, and uh, it's just... Uh, it's just like she's just been sitting, taking notes on the intensive and wrote a song around it. And to recognize the, uh, the forgiveness piece in the puzzle is about once I realize uh, and I apply the test, you know, we've got a test in this work for determining whether or not something I'm feeling is mine or not. And the test is something that's, uh, that's a, a big challenge to apply. It's really, you know, a difficult one to understand. Of course, I say that tongue-in-cheek. How do I tell if what I'm feeling is mine or not? I'm feeling it. That's all I need to know. My mind can lie to me. I can, I can create a whole world of pictures where my mind tells me that what's going on inside of me is about you and that you're the cause of it. But if I'm feeling it, if I'm experiencing it, it's inside of me. Even though my mind can make up hallucinations and pictures that it's about you. And so when I really, truly apply the first century Aramaic tool of forgiveness, which is, as far as I know, in almost 50 years of searching and, and research, is non-existent on planet Earth, anywhere, in any body of work, except the first century Aramaic, non-existent anywhere on the planet, is the technology for how to forgive. Now, I know that the world has told you that forgiveness is about, you did it to me, but I'll forgive you. The madness in me has got nothing to do with me, but I'll let you off the hook because I'm experiencing this pain, this turmoil, and this trauma. And anybody who would say such a thing is living in a totally, completely hallucinogenic state. The mind can show us a world of pictures that say that everything inside of me is happening because of you. And we are so deeply embedded in that thinking that it's hard to comprehend that the problem could be anything other than you. Well, we're inviting you to comprehend it and to engage in the technology. And again, I'll say, 50 years of pretty intense searching, the technology exists nowhere else on the planet that I know of except in the first century Aramaic words of Yeshua. And then they also exist in A Course in Miracles. And whatever, you know, some people reject the Course, don't, you know, they, they totally misinterpret it, misunderstand it, or they've sat in rooms where people are sitting around talking about this thing, and it sounds like they don't know what they're talking about, and so they leave and go, well, that was silly. The technology is also repeated verbatim in the first in the uh, course in miracles exactly the same as it is in the aramaic which to me says they both came from the same source because it's nowhere else on the planet there are lots of other conversations about healing and responsibility and lots of different tools but the specific technology for how to collapse the world of pictures that shows that you're the problem in my life and how to touch into the underlying energetic assault that's happening inside of myself and heal it exists nowhere else on the planet. And it's just uh, such an awesome privilege to have access to that. 
and to see more and more people gathering around the globe who are taking that technology and quietly making it available to more and more groups of people and expanding the understanding that if I'm in pain, my mind is in error. My mind can show me all sorts of pictures about how it's my son or my daughter, my baby, my spouse, my parent, my neighbor, my enemy, my friend, my government, you know, the Russians, the Iranians, the the Saudis, the the uh, Muslims, it can tell me that it's about ISIS, and that's all just a total, complete fraud and lie. If you're in pain, it's about you. If we could get all those people that I just named to each realize that their pain is about them, war would stop in an instant. And I'm talking about the shooting and the bombing wars and the beheading wars. I'm talking about the wars between the spouse that looks with daggers at their own spouse or at their own child, all those wars would stop in an instant. If we could just realize that it's all an inside job, and there is a technology, there is a way that was specifically laid out for collapsing the world of pictures that tells me my problems about you, touching directly into the underlying energy and exposing it to love and freeing myself from that underlying energy. And if you haven't accessed that technology yet, please do. We would love to see you be part of the critical mass of people who comprehend that it is an inside job and that literally there is no reason for anyone to be living in pain or turmoil or trauma. There is no reason on planet Earth for suffering except the fact that we are not functioning as human beings. If overnight we could have a planet of people who wake up to who they are and function as human beings, starvation would disappear. Refugees would be able to go home. People would put down their guns. People would embrace what yesterday they called the enemy. It's possible. It can be done. Now, I doubt that we're going to get 7.5 billion people to sit in a forgiveness workshop, in a why is this happening to me again workshop, and go, oh, now I see how to do it. I think I'll do that. Not going to happen. But what is happening, what we are doing, is delivering it to freely as many people as we can, who take the tools, who apply the tools, and collapse their pain. We had, you know, our our intensive that we just completed, the uh, codependence communication uh, practicum. We did a a communication example where we had a, a couple of folks here who actually was interesting because they'd had an ongoing Uh, conversation in the class three or four times over the period of the nine days about a situation where there was, on the part of one of the participants, rage, and the part of the other participant, the desire to just leave, like, I'm out of here. And as they sat, they both agreed to, uh, to, to be guided through the responsibility communication tool. And it was just such a sweet space 
when the person who simply wanted to leave was able to uh, to say, I was just in in fear, and, and able to communicate that to her partner, and the everybody in the room got the flash of sweetness that came from his face as he looked at her like, wow, I, I'm here. Aren't you healing that, dear? I mean, it was just awesome. And the defense that was going on for him in the situation was about hostility, ready to attack. And actually his words were on a couple of different occasions. Well, you know, when this wasn't being done properly, I just had to attack in order to straighten it out. And as he was able to sit in responsibility communication and recognize it was about the safety of a child and recognize that the hostility wasn't his issue. That was just a surface. That was actually a drug. But as he was able to communicate to his partner, gee, you know, I had a lot of fear that the child wouldn't be safe. And again, the the energy that passed between these two people that in, I don't know, I guess at least three conversations throughout the week that just sort of happened spontaneously, not in the classroom, but outside of the classroom. And, you know, everybody was privy to it. It was part of it. It was pretty, pretty cool to watch the sparks fly. And then as he really let himself get in touch with his fear about the safety of a child and, you know, the, the, the shift in energy, the huge, huge shift in energy between the two of them was just like palpable. Everybody in the room could touch it, feel it, taste it, smell it, hear it, experience it. And it was just like such a powerful and awesome example. As I say, we're probably not going to get the Sunni leader to sit down with the Shia leader and say, you know, I have a lot of pain about the fact that you guys killed the guy who Muhammad said was supposed to take over our religion. And, you know, but if we could get those two guys to sit down, guess what? They'd be just like that couple. A flash of love would pass between them that would heal the world. How are we going to get people on that level to do that healing? Here's how it's going to happen. Enough of us as individuals are going to actually engage in the use of the tools and bring such a healed state into our own minds and bodies that we will incarnate as the divine human beings that we are created to be. If you've ever held a newborn child, you know that the newborn essence is divine. You know that it is love. And if we could incarnate that, bring that, and I mean that as bring that into our bodies rather than the hostility and fear that most live in, and minds begin to join in that, there is literally a point where a critical mass shift will occur. Yeshua 2,000 years ago spoke about this shift when he said a little leavening leavens the whole loaf. I think we can rest assured he wasn't talking about bread. He was talking about critical mass as in physics. If we can get a small group of people who will join each other, and you know that's the whole purpose of this show, that we have people all over the globe listening every day 
who are holding that space and connected to it and expanding it out to more and more people. When we hit critical mass, the whole of humanity will make a shift and wake up into, oh, I could have been functioning as a human being instead. And so that's where we want to head is into that arena. And we're glad that you're here to be part of the process of making that available, that that possibility available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. Your support is appreciated. The fact that you share the tools with another person, the fact that you send a link to, you know, whether it's to the radio show uh, archives or a particular radio show that's been meaningful to you, whether you send a link to the PowerPoint presentation that explains the forgiveness process, the forgiveness process that took 30 years to figure out by the way to come to understand. And, you know, nobody's uh, probably not too many people are going to sit around and, and spend 30 years trying to understand that. I fortunately, uh, in part, forced by circumstances, was able to do that. And so delighted to be sharing it with you. And let's get this to a critical mass of people so that every mind, heart, and being on the planet has the tools available. And if you'd like to support that project, go to our website. There are links to the archives. Send them out. There are links to the PowerPoint. There are links to the worksheet, all the instructions that you need. Go to whyagain.org, click the bullseye, and there's a whole set of instructions. It's all there free. And if you want to support it, there's a donate button too. You're welcome to do that. Uh, you know, basically beyond a, a fairly uh, a meager lifestyle for Jeannie and I, everything that comes into this work is used to take this to the next level, to make it available to more and more and more and more people. And so support us. Be part of the process. In the meantime, let's say hello to Dr. Tim and see how the young man is. I'm doing quite well, thank you. I am awesome. uh, enjoying the intro, and I had uh, the pleasure once again today of introducing an adult to the, the first concept in their mind that other people aren't making them angry. Other people aren't making them feel bad about themselves. So I had the privilege of, once again, introducing some brand new concepts to a person, an intelligent, high-functioning person who was walking around in a living hallucination that everybody else in their life is making them angry, sad, scared, hurt, upset, and feel low self-esteem. So I feel blessed to to have that as a, a job and and a responsibility and I consider it in some levels a sacred duty and um, it's you know it resonates lots of joy in me when I see the light bulb go off in in people's eyes and they say well you know that example you just gave makes a lot of sense I wonder why I never thought about that before and my answer is because you were actively taught the opposite. You were actively told by parents and siblings and friends, you made me angry, you hurt my feelings, and you were trained into that set of beliefs, even though they were opposed to direct observation, ever since you were a child. So I mean, so, well, that makes sense, too. I wonder why I never thought of that before. <laughs> so, so 
you got a positive response rather than yelled at today. Eh? That's awesome. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yesterday and and a week ago, I I was actually or two weeks ago, I was actually <clears throat> reprimanded in my own office. But today, I had a positive response. That's true. Cool. And Jeannie tells us that we've got a caller, sweetie. We do. You want to mute your phone? Before I, t- it's Diane who was going to join us next week for Laws of Living. But before I turn her on, I also wanted to share that there was another song by that same lady, Alanis uh, Morissette, and a couple of the words in it goes along with what you were just saying about how are we going to get the world to change. And the words to that song says, look at us break our bonds in the kitchen. Look at us rallying all our defenses. Look at us waging war in our bedrooms. Look at us jumping ship in our dialogues. There's no difference in what we're doing here that doesn't show up as bigger symptoms out there. So why spend all our time in dressing our bandages when we've the ultimate key to the cause right here, our underneath? So she's got it. We've got to make the change inside. It's all an inside job. So our caller, I believe, is Diane. It's area code 651. She's joining us. Joining us. You've got an echo, Diane. Hey there, young lady. How are you? Welcome. I'm well. And, you know, I actually did not put my hand up. I was across the room from my phone when it said, you're now in the host queue. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So well, I you must have been well, meant to speak. I guess. <laughs> what I'm supposed to say, I'm not sure. Although I was thinking the other day when I was listening and you were talking about support groups, um, it really is so easy to get one going. Uh, you know, you get the DVDs and you pop one in and you do worksheets after and you invite people. They keep showing up. And sometimes you, you're down to a couple people, like Dr. Tim says, and then other times more people come. I put out an email about a week beforehand to remind people and let them know what we're going to watch. But it's so worth it. And every time that Monday comes around, I'm so excited about it um, because it is doing the work regularly that makes the difference. And there are probably plenty of times when I wouldn't be doing a worksheet if I wasn't there on Monday night. So, and and usually, even if I think I can't think of something to do a worksheet about, um, something comes to mind by the time we're there. So, I, I just anybody that's interested in this work and doing it, I really do encourage people to to create the support groups because I think so much more can be accomplished in community. When we share this work together and do it together, it it just um, it gives it an energy that we can't get doing it by ourselves. And our culture is so much into the, you know, doing things as individuals, uh, going it alone. And more and more, I think that's not the way to go. So, so that's my two cents worth for today. And yes, I'm really looking forward to intensive next week. I am packing as we speak getting ready, and, um, yeah, just looking forward to what's in store. Awesome. Well, that's cool. And, you know, we just um, actually pulled your uh, your evaluation scores off, and uh, it's like this is – your scores are just great. I mean, it's it's awesome that uh, 
everybody in this intensive is uh, throughout their whole scores is in the upper third of the of the possibility range. And uh, as I was saying earlier, we've never had an intensive but that happens. So I'm looking forward to the depths and the heights that uh, that this mm-hmm. particular workshop is going to go. Pretty excited. Great. And not having done the personal code evaluation before, Michael, I, I yeah, that sounds like a good thing that our scores are high in the possibility range. I I take it that means that we have great possibility of shifts happening. And yeah, I'm I'm curious about that because this is my first intensive. I don't know quite what it's going to be like. I just know I'm excited. So maybe you could well, talk more about work. Well, obviously the work that you and Doug have been doing together has been powerful because because the scores, you know, with you never having done an intensive with this work before, and basically your involvement's been, what, about a year and a half since we were out there last or first. And uh, we just, we never see anybody who comes to an intensive the first time with scores like that. I mean, we just, it just doesn't happen. And so, you know, clearly you've been grasping the work and uh, and doing the work. And so that's just, you know, what what I see in it is that this particular intensive with the platform of people having done as much work as they have is just going to take it all to a whole different level because we're starting, you know, the, the whole group is starting on such a high note. Uh, usually there'll be, you know, three or four or five people in an intensive that you know, this score, that score, that score is in crisis, and here's some urgency, and here's what we need to look at, where there's nobody that's in that range for this intensive. So it's it's going to be pretty, I think it's going to be pretty high level, pretty high energy. Great. Yeah, that is really yeah. exciting. That is great. Definitely exciting. And we look <laughs> forward to you and Doug being here to be part of it. Thank you. Yeah, we're All very right. happy to have you. <laughs> and I, I so, we actually yeah, talked to Doug this morning, and uh, he said he's trying oh. to get a flight that will uh, will meet you, and uh, so we'll plan to pick both of you up uh, that evening. And so, looking forward to it. Wednesday. Oh, evening. that's great. That's great. I'm yeah. glad you talked to him. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, I will be seeing you guys in less than a week. All right. Ooh. Travel blessings upon you. Thank you much. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And Diane, Diane, just to throw out. Um, yeah, I'm getting an echo here. Even though the high temperatures during the day are like up in the 70s and in a couple of days, maybe even in the 80s, last night mm-hmm. it got down to 38. So bring a jacket Woo! and sweatpants. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm I'm planning for that because I've been watching your weather down there and and I get cold easily. So yeah, I'm planning to yeah to bring a some stuff. Thank you. Okay, awesome. We'll see you next week. Okay, great, great. Okay, bye bye. And we do have a question out of the chat room, and this is actually from another participant who is coming next week, Camille. So it's this is awesome that our laws of living people are are all popping in at the same time. And she wants you to address, if you would, um, the processing, the thought um, around doing a worksheet on money. So I asked her a little bit further, and it's, of course, herself as love. 
uh, feels what, and she put uncertainty. And the object of attention is money, so what's the story? And um, highs that surprise and lows that last a long time. And then what would it be when you get to the punishment part if you're doing a worksheet on money? So if you can expand on that. Well, oftentimes money issues will relate to things beyond just money. For instance, in the video, Mind Shifters and Introduction to Still Point Breathing, I give an example of a mind shifter that we give people for money. And this might be one you might want to work on. And it is, I always earn twice as much as I can spend. And this comes from a real scenario. So the average person, if they wrote down in today's culture, especially with the way the economy has been recently, I always earn twice as much as I can spend. And the mind would say, BS, who are you trying to kid? That's crazy. And then if one ran out of things to say, then on the left side of the page, once again, I always earn twice as much as I can spend. On the right side, that's ridiculous. That's just not true. I'm having trouble paying my bills. Run out of things to write. Once again, write the mind shifter. I always earn twice as much as I can spend. And so what this young man got down to in the last analysis is he's processing this and lets himself really drop into his mind's responses to that, he comes up with, you know, well, it's a family pattern to not have money. You know, when I was a kid, we never had money. And then touches into the last time that he saw his father was right after his father and mother had a fight over money and he left and he never saw his father again. And so, you know, the the things that tie together in that scenario, relationships and money and conflict and all of the things that tie in. So in doing a worksheet about money specifically, and when you do something on an inanimate object or if you do a worksheet on yourself, then what we suggest that you do is you treat that inanimate object or yourself as a third person. So I'd be talking to it like a third person. And so, you know, for this young man, his punishment thought about money might be, well, I just I just have to get rid of it because it destroys relationships. And or, you know, money always brings conflict. So I, I just I just don't want anything to do with money. So there there are, you know, a million dynamics that can go on within a mind that would tend to withhold uh abundance from someone. And so they might be some of the places that they go, you know, uh, oftentimes, and this wasn't a factor with this young man, but I could easily see where it might go to where, you know, if a comment had been made by one of the parents about, you know, kids are so expensive, and then the kid taking on, you know, well, it was my fault that my parents divorced because there wasn't enough money because I was too expensive. So, you know, you never know where, an issue is going to go, and so punishment in that case might be toward self of, well, I should just leave. I should not be part of the family. And so the dynamics can be as variable as there are human beings and and human interact, or I guess I should say non-humans and non-human interactions, interactions 
that don't have love present and are based in hostility and fear. So I hope that kind of addresses the situation. And Jean? Uh, something that just jumped out uh, while he was talking, I uh, was rereading what you wrote, and you said the uncertainty of money and highs that surprise. So to me, that's kind of like, oh, we got money here? Like you don't expect it. So that could be what he's talking about, an underlying issue of maybe even feeling like you don't deserve it or you know, that you can't have it or something like that. Otherwise, why would it surprise you that you received it? And so it could be even punishment on um, towards money being, you know, I'm going to refuse it. And or if it comes, I have to get rid of it. You know, the person who says I'm supposed to be in poverty and ends up with, you know, an example I give on the the uh, workshop on creating consciously is of the young man who, you know, dad goes out and wins at the ponies and sends him a check for $500 in his head. He says, Oh, look at this. I got enough money to pay all my bills on time and I'm going to have money left over. How cool is that? That's what happens in his head. But in his heart where the engine that drives the creative process exists, what his mind says is, but I'm supposed to be a day late and a dollar short. And so, you know, at the end of the month, the transmission falls out of the car. How much is the bill? $500. There goes that $500. And recognizing that kind of life that we experience is a result of a creative process. And where we have a block, we will tend to reinforce that block where we feel we don't deserve or we can't have or we're not capable the issue would be to forgive the I'm not capable, to forgive the I don't deserve, to forgive the I can't have. And that's where the healing would happen. Does that work for you? Any other thoughts? waiting on her response in the chat. And of course, you could just call 646-200-4169 and we could have the conversation if you'd like. So her, her response back is, thanks for the examples. The surprises come from customers we weren't expecting orders from. I don't know exactly how that relates to my childhood, except that my father was the family banker and was somewhat reluctant to give money. So uh, it's still being surprised no matter where it comes from, whether it's customers or whether somebody's just handing you the money. If you're surprised to get it, to me that reflects a, um, a bit of, you know, that you don't deserve it or whatever. It, that you're that it is a surprise that you get it. It's kind of like a lot of people, you know, somebody will be sick or or whatever. There's an issue, and they, you know, say, well, you know, let's pray, and they get the whole church to pray, and all of this. And then when the person gets better or the situation gets better, then they're all like, oh, 
you know, like they're just surprised. Like, didn't you really think God was going to answer your prayer? And so that's kind of what comes to mind when when I think of the word, you know, surprised in, in reference to money coming in. Well, and also, you know, you, I think you maybe just gave yourself a clue there when you said dad was the family banker and he doled out the money. And so, you know, perhaps the belief that you acquired as a child was, well, I have to wait for the source, dad, to give to me. And in this case, I have to wait for the source, my customer, to give to me. And what that in essence does is it closes all other channels. And when you open to abundance and prosperity, who knows where it's going to come from? I mean, it can come from anywhere. You know, the truth is the creator is our source. It's not the customer or dad, the banker. But if we limit it to that as part of our creative process, then we can limit that as the possibility. And of course, if I happen to be part of a culture that says, well, you know, the economy's bad, business is going down the tubes, that's just the way it is, then I can send a silent, unconscious message to my customers to say, you know, business is bad, you don't want to be ordering right now, and inhibit that flow. Whereas if I recognize that I'm part of a flow, a creative flow, and I let the outflow happen, and I let the inflow happen, and you know, maybe a good mind shifter to work with is safe and healing for money to flow to me from totally unexpected sources. It's safe and healing for money to flow to me from totally unexpected sources. And, you know, perhaps write that as a mind shifter where you divide the page into, write that thought on one side of the page and everything that comes up in response to it on the other side of the page. And just open yourself to the flow of the universe and all the different places rather than just known customers that money could come from that, gee, you know, here's somebody in Timbuktu happens to accidentally find my product and love it and all of a sudden become an abundant source of supply. So they're the kinds of things I think that can happen when we open to that flow. Tim, you have any thoughts in the uh, arena of abundance and how you've seen the tools work in that arena? Well, just that based on this particular set of questions and comments, the, the mind shifter that was coming to me was it's safe and healing for me. And I love it when money just flows consistently, predictably, and abundantly. So just to set up the opposite of what she has talked about, how it's, it's unpredictable and it's you know either waiting for dad to dole it out or it's waiting for customers to randomly come in what would it be like if i let myself sit with that emotionally experience what it would be like to have it be consistent abundant and predictable cool good thought good mind shifter i love it and if that uh, if this resonates for anybody else, a conversation around financial challenges, then of course our call in number is six four six two hundred 
888-448-4169. How can we support you? That's what we're here for, is to open that space for expanding the understanding of how these principles of the creative process work in every arena of abundance, whether it's money or health or relationships or joy, aliveness. It's all a part of the creative process. And we are here to support every mind, heart, and being on the planet being fully connected with their own creative process and having channels of abundance that just bring everything and then some that's needed to support everything that you're about doing. As she said, um, uh, great insights, very helpful, and she would work those ideas also into her worksheets and uh, said so many customers, you know, tell them how bad sales are and her business partner says, you know, it's hard to make sales these days, that it was easier in the 80s and 90s. And um, she said she remembered using the affirmation before, I always earn twice as much as I can spend, and that she's going to listen to the radio show again after it's finished. And uh, told her, thank you for the question. She said, most welcome. I love doing this work. Cool. And we look forward to seeing you next week, Camille. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if you were listening to the first part of the show, but I was talking about this person in Atlanta that started doing this work 30 years ago, who, though they've never done an intensive, just has awesome scores on your personal code evaluation. Pretty cool to just see what you've done with the work over the years because I've never seen anybody come to an intensive for the first time with your scores. So it's clear you've been, you know, over the years really been doing this work and uh, and awesome to see the result. It's very powerful. So our call-in number is 646. If you're on one of those stations, we can't see you in our chat room, 646 200 We've got about 12 minutes left, and we would love to hear your sweet voice and see how we can support you. And or if you've got something to share, you know, if you're one of those folks who was just at the intensive, there were just some really, really sweet breakthroughs in this last nine-day intensive, just openings for such awesome healing that um, we'd love to hear your experience. And she tells me we've got a hand up. I was reading a text that just came through from Jim at Heartland, and they were asking that the community hold the space of love and prayers for, uh, if any of you are from Theodosia, then you know uh, the, the hungry bear down at the treasure gallery, and that the lady who runs it, that her husband has been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and that there's a mass around his heart, and uh, so she has closed the store down yesterday, and, and so they're asking for the prayers and support of this community. And so I was reading that mm. at the same time I was trying to unmute my button. <laughs> right, so, I understand. Our caller is 901 area code. 901, welcome to the show. Give us a name. Thank where you. are you calling from? And and while, and while you're preparing to do that, we'll just uh, reinforce and hold that uh, our friends in Theodosia who run this little cool little restaurant that is one of the few places you can actually get real food in the area that uh, she and her husband are supported and cared for and know that they're cherished. And was that your voice that I heard, Brenda? 
Yes, it was. And I'll just throw Why? out this information for the Theodosia issue is that they might check in t- with the uh, information on the Brzezinski Clinic in Houston. Yes. Um, they do wonderful um, cancer therapy and recovery and such like that. Um the topic today that you had moved into on money I found interesting because this morning <clears throat> I had, um, well, I knew I had a, a scheduled appointment with uh, the legal services here in town. And it's just several things have happened over the last week that have just, you know, come out of the blue, I should say, and have just moved me into a direction that I had no intention of going or such like that, but just letting the flow. So when I woke up this morning and I thought about the appointment, my throat tightened up and I and I saw resistance, or I felt resistance. So I did some uh, worksheet on that resistance because I wasn't quite sure where it was coming from. And I won't go into the whole worksheet, but when I got ready to draw the picture, the first picture, and my question was, had I gone beyond the Holy Spirit's guidance, or was this the Holy Spirit's guidance, or had I, you know, tried to force an issue or such like that? So my picture was, I had the Holy Spirit in a stick figure like myself, and then I drew myself. And without even thinking about it, all of a sudden I was drawing my hands, choking my throat. And I felt this choking feeling. Yeah, ouch, ouch. Choking feeling and yawning and, you know, all at the same time. And I went, wow, (laughs) where has this come from? Well, in working through the worksheet, um, it came out that I was not open to the universe bringing me the gifts. And, of course, a miracle lesson today is uh, God is my strength. Um, his gift is vision, or vision is his gift. And so it came that I was, that choking was a blocking off, um, may have been, you know, the paralysis when I was young and such like that, and I've looked at it as a paralysis. This is the first time of choking. And so then on my second worksheet uh, was more on that. And I had some very interesting insights that came out of that. Then right after that, I was thinking about a mind shifter and popped into my mind, similar to what you were giving the young lady, was that uh, it is safe and healing and I'm so excited about the entire world wanting to throw money at the projects that I want to do. And it was such a, it was like this opening came, right, yeah. And it was just like, oh, yes. So I wanted to toss out that mind shifter for anybody that might uh, want to use it. And uh, it's, um, that, that choking part was very, very interesting. But I feel an opening, and I did my Tai Chi right after that where you open up the breath and everything, and there has definitely been a shift. So uh, it's going to be exciting to see where it moves forward. And I did get the call from the legal services. I missed it the first time, and then they called back, 
and had a very nice conversation, and it was more accepting of my situation than I'd ever experienced. So we'll see where it goes. But that was my contribution, and any comments you want to make in regard to that, that's um, fine. Well, maybe you would uh, repeat the mind shifter that you did again. That sounded good. Cool. Okay. It is safe and healing. Uh, Let me see. It is safe and healing, and I feel, I think it was like, I feel tremendous joy and excitement because the whole universe wants to throw money at my projects or everybody in the universe. I, you know, I'd have to go back and read it. I'm not where yeah, I can cool. see it. Right. But that right. was the concept of it. And it was interesting because I dealt with the issue of throwing, you know, throwing away, throwing this, throwing. And so when it came to me, I just thought, oh, my goodness, there's stuff that's churning and stuff that's coming up. But it was, it just felt very, very comfortable. And, uh, you know, in in the situation I'm in now, um, I'm not, I am not seeing that manifest, but I have complete faith that it's, that it will. So, we're, uh, that's where we're at. Awesome. Well, I know you've got, uh, some powerful visions for supporting children in healing and bringing uh, the tools to children, bringing tools to the adult community in Memphis. And so we're certainly on your team for that happening. I thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I'm going to uh, sign off. I'll let somebody else blessings. Call. Much appreciation. Thank Alrighty. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love it. And one of the skills to develop with this work is you start to work with it. You know, recognizing that a mind shifter is a specific tool, and it's by definition, our definition of a mind shifter is that it's a thought about an issue in your life around which you have negative thoughts, and it's the opportunity to surface, process, and release the negative thoughts. And so the way we suggest you do it is you divide a page in two, and on the left-hand side of the page, you write the mind shifter. I always earn twice as much as I can spend, or I'm just excited and delighted when the universe wants to throw money at my projects and fund them. And then every thought that comes up in response to it on the other side, because the mind works by resonance, and let's say, for instance, if your challenge is in your file on money, then you do a mind shifter on money. If your challenge is in the area of a relationship, you do a mind shifter on relationship. If it's in the area of joy, you do a relationship on joy, or a mind shifter on joy. And the idea is that because the mind works by resonance, every time I engage in that thought, it's going to bring up whatever's in my mind around that thought. And if there are parts of my mind, and you know, it's pretty much uh, agreed, I think pretty much across the board in this culture, that at least 95% of our mental processes are unconscious. What happens is you intensify the energy of the unconscious processes until they become conscious. And you dump them out. You just write them on the page. That opposite side of the page is a place to just kind of do a brain dump and let everything around that issue come forward and land on the page. And as it lands on the page, oftentimes people are shocked. I can remember times when I've done a mind shift or I've gone back and read it. It's like, oh, my God, did I write? The, I, I don't remember writing this. And there it is in black and white in my hand. Gee, I'm the one who was working on this page. This is my writing. And so one of the things that Jeannie likes to point out is how 
oftentimes you'll see yourself retrogressing to, you know, a four-year-old's writing or a six- or a ten-year-old's writing when your writing was that way, and, and it gives you a clue that that's the point at which there's some process work to be done, and that's where the issue started or that's where the issue was taking place. So it's a, just an absolutely wonderful tool, and one of the skills, uh, which, you know, obviously um, Brenda has, has developed doing the work for several years, is to look at a place where I have an issue, and I go, oh, okay, so here's a mind shifter that it would help me look at the hidden parts of my mind around this particular issue. And so it's a wonderful skill to develop, and we're actually working on a book called Mind Shifters, Keys to the Unconscious. And for years I had a private practice, and, and every session that I had with people over a period of years, I would finish by giving them a mind shifter to use for the next week. And so I kept a record of all of those for years, and that will all be in the mind shifters keys to the unconscious. And so you'll just be able to open the book and flip through by topic, what uh, different mind shifters are that need to be, uh, or that would be useful to use. So, so we're down to about the last minute and a half. So I guess we'll just say that uh, we appreciate you joining us in this conversation. Just by joining, you extend the energy of forgiveness and of healing to every mind, heart and being on the planet. It intensifies the energy of it just a little bit more. And when it becomes intense enough, it's going to touch and change every mind on the planet. So we appreciate you being part of it. As I was saying, there is room at this point, I believe, for just one male in the uh, Laws of Living class. If someone wants to come and play, then we're going to be starting uh, next Thursday, Thursday evening, the uh, 18th. We'll serve dinner and uh, begin the 16-day Laws of Living. They'll go through March the 4th. We're here in Orlando, Florida. If you're up there in the frozen north and you want to get away from winter, then pick up the phone, call us, and get set up, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you. In the meantime, create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Wright and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com.